We cannot wait any longer. Men are in need of community, brotherhood, and a place to call home. The time is now, and that place is NGBN-TV. Powered by men just like you, dedicated to launching a one-of-a-kind streaming TV network for men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Our goal is to inspire, entertain, celebrate, educate, and support men. The NGBN-TV sneak peek is launching January 29th. We need you on this journey with us. Ad rates at NGBN-TV will never be this low again. So join our movement on NGBN.TV and contact us today. NGBN-TV, a network for men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, coming January 29th. Pick Up the Six is sponsored by Mudgear. Mudgear serves the unleashed with gear for the modern hybrid athlete that's made tougher. They've created strong, functional performance gear like their performance shirts, shorts, and socks. I wear Mudgear on the regular. Whether it's for a road race, an obstacle adventure, or a ruck, Mudgear can help you gear up for extreme performance. Go to mudgear.com, use the code PUT6, and save 15% off today. Hey guys, Brian Jodis back with another episode of Pick Up the Six. Absolutely thrilled that you are saddling up with us here for another episode of the show. Watching us either on YouTube or of course on NGBN TV. Today is 15 January. That means in two weeks, 14 days, we will launch our exclusive sneak peek of NGBN. Go to NGBN.TV, check out more information there and you can get ready to download it on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, your smartphone. This thing is real. It's happening in 14 days. And we're so thrilled to bring you this micro niche streaming platform for men, their forties, fifties, and sixties, as we aim to save men's lives. I'm so pumped for our guest today. It's Evan Slaughter. You might know him as fit to serve. It's how I know him. It's how I got to meet him. The very first time I met him, he doesn't even write. I'm watching his content come in and uh, our friends over at Purple Heart Homes and putting the pieces back together, had him on and I reached out and Evan was so kind to, to jump on the show with us. So, Evan, how are you, man? Dude, I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. Uh, glad that Brad connected us for sure. No doubt. The mustache level on the show has gone up exponentially <laughs> in just the last 30 seconds alone. Dude, you were telling me before we uh, got on the air here, you're like on a whirlwind. You're just trying to get home. You're just like on a whirlwind trip. And the guy just like literally just got home after delays from Miami through North Carolina to get them back to Alabama. It's like, bro, thanks, man. Thanks for doing yeah, all that. I probably look like it too, man. You, you know, the hair's a big piece for me, but uh, yeah. it's not this wild. But yeah. So, uh, but no, it's all good, man. I'm happy to be here. And uh, yeah, was able to rest a little bit last night then uh, fly in, fly back into Birmingham today. So I'm pumped. It's amazing, dude. This guy's a ball of energy. If you follow Fit to Serve One, that's the Instagram account. You know this guy. And if you've seen it, you see this face. You're like, I've seen this guy. He's absolutely <laughs> killing it in the content creation space. 170,000 followers on Instagram, but using it to talk about fun stuff, but also just to talk about his own journeys and life and fitness. And it's a journey that was in the military, right? Like heavily active, went downrange, right? Went to Afghanistan, right? Served in the army. Um, but has been a refocus sort of on his cell on his self as we go. So 
brother, what's that journey been like, right? I mean, to go from that, that military life, right? And then to, boy, they just sort of blink. And all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I'm out of shape and I need to do something. You mind taking me back to that a little bit? Man, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was a journey for sure. And still is a journey uh, in a lot of ways, but a much better part of the journey. So yeah, man, you know, in the army, you know, joined as an infantryman, uh, airborne school, went to uh, SOPSI and, and SF selection. And then of course, uh, I ended up coming in a little late on the last ruck of selection. So didn't pass the selection process, but because of being qualified for it and, and not being a voluntary withdrawal and all those things, and just, you know, ha had the, was able to pass a lot of the physical tests and everything to do that. Surveillance unit and, uh, you know, Lurst unit in, in Fort Hood, which was awesome. It turned out to be a huge, huge benefit and a, and a really good opportunity. Got to do a lot of cool things. Deployed with them to Afghanistan, you know, and then, of course, while while in country, hit an IED, injured my ankle, all that kind of good stuff, you know, Purple Heart recipient, all that, you know, and then come back and, and get out and just have no idea what I'm going to do next, you know. I, I back, you know, kind of bad on opiates at the time, dealing with pain management stuff, getting hooked on those, and then get out of the Army with no plan and no, not sure where I was going to go. You know, so uh, yeah, it's, it's been a it's, journey it's, for it, sure. <laughs> it sure has, man. But it's also we've been talking about it a lot. I'm wearing the Enough sweatshirt today with my Green Beret buddy Lowell Copper to 56 Brave, where we partnered up with a bunch of special operators and veterans last November. You guys, remember we showed you right where we hiked across South Carolina because that story that you share, unfortunately, is just far too common. Yeah, it's like you get out, you kind of like a little directionless at the time. And then if you've got an injury like that, you start getting pumped. And look, don't, I'm not anti-pharmaceutical or anti-drug, but like, man, you just get pumped with all those things that can put you in a bad spot. I mean, did you feel like you blinked and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I'm in a bad way. Well, you know, I had struggled prior to the military with some addiction issues, just partying too hard in high school, mm -hmm. partying too hard in college. Uh, I've got a dad that, you know, is sober now, but went through some addiction stuff, even in his, in his forties, you know, went to rehab. I remember while I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. So I got to see it firsthand and, and I carried on that same kind of gene. So, uh, you know, for me, it was definitely something I should have been aware of. That's always, that's always been what I've struggled with though, is just been opiates. It's, it's nothing else. You know, alcohol's never been a problem for me, nothing like that, but something about opiates just flips a switch. And so after getting injured, you know, and then having a, what I would consider, you know, a, a valid reason to be taking these painkillers, yeah. you know, it, uh, it's easier to get, you know, tell yourself I need this, I've, you know, and then get hooked on it. And, uh, so that was, that was my experience. And I found that since then, since getting off of it, you know, it, there's so many better solutions for how to deal. Cause my, mm. my uh, injury to my ankle is not, you know, super, super serious. It was a dislocated tendon. I think there is a surgery option for it, but it's one of those things that you don't really have to do unless it just becomes so bad that it's the only option. So I, you know, chose not to do the surgery deal. Um, so I found that since coming off of that, you know, anytime it does hurt, guess what also works? You know, aspirin, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, stretching. I, you know, I just the typical stuff that we 
have heard, you know, most of our life to deal with in injuries like that. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I found, so that was the thing. I'm not anti-pharmaceutical by any means either. I think there's a, a place for all that stuff or most of it, at least. Um, for me, it was, uh, but I think where, where the military especially gets it wrong is that's the go-to solution, right? That's it. It's like right out of a box. Like you just solution. plug and play. Right. And I feel like they're maybe working on that. I've seen a lot of, you know, get better at the VA, at least in my experience, you know? Um, so hopefully, you know, they're coming up with other solutions. But, but you're talking about, man, having to kick that, like, uh, I mean, cold Turkey, you're like, I'm done. Like, how did you go through it? Was it just a day at a time kind of deal? What was the thought process? <laughs> no, uh, the law enforcement got involved whenever I tried to prescribe myself some medication that I was not authorized to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I end up, I literally, you know, I was also coming, you know, on volume and stuff, leaving for PTSD stuff and then getting wow. that from a civilian doctor, which really messes with your mind. And, uh, yeah, you know, and it was definitely a divine intervention, you know, mm -hmm. stepping in and my, in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, I tried to prescribe myself some medication whenever I ran out too soon. And of course go to pharmacy to pick it up. They had kind of, it was a setup. You know, they knew what was going on and I get arrested and uh, that started the path for sure for me to getting some help because I was offered veterans court and I was actually arrested in the county that started veterans court for the state of Alabama. Mm. So it was it was a good thing. You know, they put me yeah. through some treatment, you know, they they drug test you, you report to court every couple of weeks. And if you complete the program, then they drop the charge. It's not on your record and you move forward and, you know, they help you get plugged in with the VA. And like I said, at the time getting, I was fresh out of the military when this started to happen. So it, it helped me get on the right path. And I struggled on and off just kind of since then, and then ended up going to one more treatment center after that, that was a three month long deal to really, but it was more about just kind of turning my life around. You know what I mean? Like I had yeah. to get some uh, direction back and, and get some purpose back in my life and figure out, you know, what I, and it just helped in a lot of different ways. So definitely started the process though. It sounds like, you know, our mutual friend, Brad Borders, uh, yeah. affectionately great friend of the show. I mean, God, Brad sent more people our way. I probably got to give him some sort of co-producer credit here at pick right. up the six and he's just constantly, but yeah. he's a big part of that veterans court program where he's at out yeah. in Statesville, North Carolina. And it sounds like a great program. I need to go visit it and just see it. Um, because yeah, yeah. You just imagine, right? Like I feel for a guy being thrust into a situation like that. And, you know, unfortunately sometimes, man, it takes almost hitting rock bottom like that before yeah. you start having to, to dig back out that, that, that dig back out process yeah. for you. Right. What was that like? And then at what point does content creation and this idea of fit to serve come to play? Give me the genesis. Cause right. When people see now they're like, this guy is funny, but he's right. relatable. He's doing all this great content. That probably just doesn't happen overnight, right? It definitely doesn't happen overnight. You know, um, uh, you know, you mentioned rock bottom and that's definitely what I ended up reaching was, a, was what I consider my bottom, you know, and I've always heard the bottom can get lower. You know, you can knock the ceiling out of it and fall another floor down. And uh, I've definitely learned that. But um, yeah, I just got to a place where life was either, you know, and unfortunately it happens so much more. It's like either kill yourself or, or do, you know, you go wind up in prison or you go, you know, cause you're miserable. Life isn't worth living. And I discovered that the, the issue was outside of the, the, you know, getting off the opiates and stuff, even removing the opiates. It's like, all right, 
I'm not living in what I believe is my purpose. That was mm. the big thing. You know, I was miserable in the jobs I was doing. Of course, you come out of an infantry unit, long range surveillance unit. And then I went straight to multifamily real estate with an office job. And, you know, so you go from that. Like, this is way different. This yeah, is yeah. way different. And you're miserable. I talked about yeah. that on another podcast. Zachary from uh, Vet with a Sign, mm. who's got a big platform, does a lot of stuff. In yeah, Nashville. that guy's yeah. amazing. Yep, he's that's awesome. Right. He, uh, I, he, he's he got a podcast he just started and had me on episode number two. And we were both kind of sharing about the chaos. He said, I think a lot of times veterans, we, you know, we like the chaos of things. Mm. So when that chaos is removed, you know, you kind of have to create your own, ca- you know, the chaos of deployment or whatever, or just living that army life. And, you know, it, when it's removed, um, you know, you kind of sometimes look to create your own chaos. And I think that's exactly mm. what I was doing. I was looking to create my own chaos and now I'm creating my own chaos in another way. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's it's true. a positive that is true. way. It's that a is positive true. way. I took some steps. So to answer your question, I mean, it's like get sober, all that stuff. Things are going good. I realize I'm miserable, you know, and I didn't want to go back to an office setting. And fortunately, I had a little bit of real estate that I was able to sell at a time. Real estate was doing really good. Um, and uh, it was actually 2022, not long ago. And so I sell this real estate. I've got money in the bank. I pay off all my debt and I was look at it. I said, I've got a little bit of time here. I've got probably four or five months where I don't have to get a job. Right. I want to pursue this comedy thing. I was always into comedy. I was always into, uh, enjoyed acting and my mom's real theatrical. You know, she's been involved in drama a lot of her life, you know, from high school, college stuff, just plays that she would participate in. And I just felt like I had a little bit of that in me from, from birth. And, uh, Loved comedy, always the funny guy, making people laugh. I was like, now how can I use this? Because I enjoyed making the videos and it was fun to me to see what worked. And then whenever I finally had some stuff start working on TikTok um, and I was like, had some videos go viral, I was like, okay, you know, this is me. This is my original organic content. Um, It's me coming up with these ideas and people are relating to it and finding it funny. And that kind of motivated me to keep going. And it just went further and further um, as I continued to create the comedy thing and kept growing an audience. And then I realized, like, now what am I going to do with this audience? Yeah, you know, yeah. that was the thing is like, I didn't want to just, you know, bring humor to people's lives, which is great. That's a big part of it. If that's all you get whenever you come to my page, awesome. But I was because I was doing a lot of fitness related stuff, kind of making poking fun at myself, trying to get back in shape. You know, I got out of shape through the opiate addiction, all that stuff, unhealthy habits, got sober, started finding comfort in eating bad food, you mm-hmm. know, just all that stuff, lazy, you know. And so I was trying to get back in shape. Well, I found that through the humor, I was getting messages from people reaching out directly saying, hey, look, I know this is funny. It's comedy stuff, but you're really help your videos really help me to gain the confidence to get back in the gym or to get out and go outside and move again. And, you know, cause you don't see a guy like me who's just typical, you know, out of shape, dude, overweight at the time, you know, losing weight now and getting back in shape, but shirt off, you know, doing all this stuff in the fitness space. You, yeah. know, you go to Instagram yeah. right now and search fitness. And what are you going to see? You're going to see a bunch of Jack dudes, 
you know, a bunch of jacked women, a bunch of good-looking people at the gym doing all these workouts to motivational music with quotes. But, you know, right. and that's intimidating for, sure. a, for someone sure. who's out of shape that's been on the couch. Becomes a barrier recently. to entry for, every, yeah. for other people. I want to talk more about, I yeah, want to yeah, talk yeah. more about, right, the message, right, the, the deep meaning of that. Let's take a quick commercial break, right? Got a couple bills to pay. We'll come right back. And I'm going to show Evan the first piece of content that he created that I saw where yeah. I was like, oh, Uh-oh. this guy is outstanding. <laughs> right, we'll be right back. Hey guys, we introduced you to Joe Baker on episode 170. Joe is a great guy and owner of Joe Baker Fitness, where he has training programs to take you to the next level. I was feeling a little stuck in my weight training and focus. Joe's put me on one of his plans, which includes access to workouts that he drops into a coaching app, feedback and instruction, as well as a great community called The Bakery. I've seen legit strength gains in just a few months, and I can't wait to see what awaits me at each workout. Go to JoeBakerFitness.com, check him out today, tell him Brian and pick up the six sent you. He's a great guy and a for sure friend of the show. Amino Vital is on a mission to provide the highest quality amino acid-based nutritional products to all athletes aspiring to improve their conditioning and performance. They are a partner of our efforts here at Pick Up the Six, and I use their product before, during, and after workouts. They offer the purest and highest quality of amino acid products that help hydration and recovery. Check them out at amino-vital.com and use the code PUT6 to save 20% off today. Evan, we did a uh, 10 10 and a half mile ruck, 30 pound pack, right? Hike with probably about eight guys uh, on Saturday morning. And needless to say, after 10 and a half miles under the ruck, it's a pretty hilly course we were on, mutt mutt kind of trails. My body was a little battered and bruised and sore. Uh, The recovery amino vital, man, those BCAAs right in the system for me. Uh, helped out a ton. Love those guys. Yeah. They've been great sponsor of the show. So appreciate them. I got Evan Slaughter. He's known as fit to serve fit to serve. One is the Instagram account. You guys know him. If you're looking at that face, like I know this guy, I'm so <laughs> glad he's here, bro. This has been super fun to talk. I want to talk more about the message, right? Taking that comedic style, but then pushing it forward. But here's the first thing you you've made a lot of stuff. This is the first thing I saw that you made and at the, at the very, at the jump, I was like, oh, I got to watch more of this. Let, let's watch this. I want you to tell me about this piece. All right. Hit this round, brother. Hey, if you need to pace me, that's fine. But just know that I'm not going to be able to slow down for you. I got to keep going, you know, at my pace. Runner approaching from the left. Are you sure you don't want to hit this Vaseline before we go, man? I just get it all in the grundle down there because you know how it chafes. You don't want to go heel to toe, okay? You want to stay right here. On the balls of your feet, short steps and chopping. You see how less energy I'm using? I mean, I could do this all day, bro. Move to your right, runner approaching from the left. Runner, right side. Runner, right side. What the hell? Yeah, right in the grundle area. Hey, dude, if you're pacing me, you should be walking right now. Because I take a deliberate walk break about halfway through. Whoa, guys, hey. This ain't for bikes over here. This is runners and walkers only. Keep the bikes on the bike path, please. I don't, hey, I don't want to have to get the park ranger out here, dude. I don't. Runner right side. 
See, there's a lot of truth in there, man. For, yeah. Right, first shot, first shot. I'm like, okay, my man's willing to put himself Got out. him hooked. Got him Got hooked. Him, you got to give him the goods. They're watching now. <laughs> right. Sell him the steak and the sizzle. Uh, so you guys get a sense, right? And if you've seen, man, go to his page. If you haven't been there, I know most of you probably have. And there's just a lot of that. These ideas, right? The concepts, the ideas. You talk about weaving comedy, but then also... Right now, we're going to go through this fitness journey with you, right? So how does that evolve? And man, where do these ideas come from for stuff you want to try out and, and, and bring to life in video like that? Well, you know, so um, a lot of it, uh, what, what, what people I think that don't know anything about me, they just see some dude that's out of shape, that's, you know, showing a lot of skin and, and funny about it. You know, they think maybe I'm making fun of it, you know, making fun of, you know, runners or the running community, which is funny because... Those are the people that love the video the most, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's funny that I, I knew, I didn't know what clip you were going to show, but being a veteran, I was like, I bet it's the running one. Cause I've got the silkies on. Right. And so love the silkies, a lot man. of they see that they're like, I'm hooked. So, um, but you know, they don't know that I was in the army. They don't know that when I got out of the army, I was still running over 13 miles at a time. Like I was into running for a little while, you know? So uh, they don't know. That's why I know the lingo. That's why I know the terms. That's why I know the running community. A lot of times when I do the comedy stuff, it's in spaces that I'm experienced in. Um, so yeah, you know, I was just trying to get back into running and uh, also trying to do comedy. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, I came up with these concepts about, cause everybody's got that friend that, you know, just started something and they call you and tell you about it and they go all in. Right. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're, those they're are the some of those first now. ones too. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? The guy after his second CrossFit workout. Or, yeah. Pickleball, all that. yeah. What I noticed that I thought is really cool is I've noticed a shift in your messaging recently, a lot more about your journey, the process, mental health, all those things. Did you feel like you had to get them in early, right? With a lot of comedy to then kind of maybe set up to have a, a little bit of a deeper conversation. I mean, did you, did you plan that out? Is it just sort of the way things have kind of, I don't know, grown a little bit in that space for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a great question because I, it, it definitely wasn't planned. The, the planned part I would say was, is the comedy sketches. That's what's mm -hmm. planned. That's what's thought out. That's what's more deliberate. That's what's trying to build the platform. That's what, you know, a lot of companies reach out about to market products for and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it was like I was kind of saying, you know, I was getting a lot of questions about where'd you come up with the name Fit to Serve? What does that mean? Which I'll answer. But then I was also, like I mentioned earlier, feel a little bit of a responsibility because I like to share my story. I like to, you know, I want to be positive to people. I want to encourage people. I think there's so much negativity out there that we just need some laughs. And the way I kind of started doing that at first was anytime someone would say something negative, which is not super often. I you know, have a very positive um, audience for the most part. But every now and then you get some jackass that wants to make, make a comment, you know, and they know nothing about me. They know nothing mm -hmm. about my background. They just want to talk about my weight or my, you know. Uh, and so instead of blasting that person or deleting their comment or whatever, I decided to start pinning those negative comments to the top and then responding in a way that shows them uh, no matter what you say about me, I'm still mm. going to show you some love, you know, like, hey, yeah, you're right, man. I do have some weight to lose. Right. You know, um, 
Definitely working on that. Have a great week. You know, just trying to be show like, oh, kindness, oh, he's you know? nice. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, what are you going to say to right. that? You know, if right. you want to keep coming at me after that, great. Right. right. But most of the time they don't. And a lot of times I've even gotten people that have come back and apologized for what mm. they said after that, which is not the reason I do it. But it was just and I do that a lot for me, too. I mean, it's it's really a strength exercise for me because mm. in the past, especially military mindset, infantry guy, tough, quick to fight, right? You know, no one's going to get over on me kind of mindset. I'm short, so I got short man syndrome anyways, you know. So a lot of times in my past and younger days, that was my solution, you know. And I found, especially after yeah. getting sober, that all that anger and resentment and hate and all that stuff is just poison for someone. You know, it's poison mentally, it's poison physically. So I had to start practicing some grace, you know, and realize like, hey, this person, they might be miserable. They might be addicted to something. They might yeah. Yeah. They might need to be shown some kindness and some love. And maybe they've never had anybody do that. Maybe they're not close with their family. Maybe they're alone, you know, yeah. maybe this guy's, you know, two days away from blowing his brains out. You know what I mean? You and don't know. You just don't I, know what people are carrying, man. You don't know. Yeah. And it's also, I found that reacting with anger and hate and stuff, that's, that's weakness. Really. I used to think it was strength, like to, to fight and stand up and talk back. And that's not what strength is. You know, that's for me, not what being a man, you know, yeah. is what is, you know, is kindness, you know, like it's, it's easier to flip somebody off in traffic when they cut you off, but try extending them some grace. That's hard. That's hard for someone like me to do. But when I do it, yeah, I grow from it and I feel so yeah. much better. So that started pushing the positive message out there. And I was like, I'm going to share more of this. You know, I use the, uh, the grocery store example to your point where if you're in that self checkout and you're behind somebody who's just taken forever. And you yeah. want to just scream like, please, like, just hurry up. Yeah. But what if they're having the worst day of their life? Right. You don't know. You just you don't, you know. don't know. Same thing with somebody cut you off in traffic. Yeah. You don't know. They could be a dick. They could be. I don't know. Right. But what if they're having the worst day of their life or the second right. worst? What if right. their mom just died? What if their wife just left them? What if that guy is on his way to blow his brain? You just yeah. don't know, man. Right. And I don't want to just sit by idly and just. And just take the other way of it. I just think there's a better way to do it. I think you're 100% right. There's a better way to do it. So to respond yeah. that way is a great way to do it. All right. You've mentioned a few times, right? Getting back in shape. Bro, I saw you put up 405. 365, not 405. It was just, it was deceiving with the plates, but I'm what? trying to get to four. It was, it was three plates and then one of the big 20. Oh, uh, one of the big 20. God, that's so an honest, that's an honest man right there. <laughs> well, he could have told us about those four. I know. So. <laughs> well, still, because I was like, oh. That's listen, 365 is no that's joke. Good. That's solid, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It. Yeah, that's real solid. All right. Well, good. Honest man, too. That's good. What else you get into these days, man? I know you love to lift weights, right? I know you love pickleball. Tell me about just kind of finding that and that love. Dude, it's been, you know, what's funny about it is the pickleball thing came from the last uh rehab that I was at. That's where I learned it. Uh mm. they had a little crappy pickleball court. It wasn't even uh regulation size, it was uh, basically uh, used for a basketball court, a half-court basketball court, but it was too short. It wasn't the right length of a pickleball court. So we used to, to play. We'd have to put this piece of plywood down and stand on the plywood to serve from and then step up onto the concrete to play. And uh, that's where I was first introduced. And a friend of mine there, uh, he was like, you got to play. You know, you got to try it out. 
started playing, fell in love with it, ended up finishing the rehab stuff and then continuing my pickleball journey and then uh, started making some comedy videos around it. And it took off. It's like uh, I would say fitness, CrossFit uh, and pickleball are my two biggest audiences, um, probably pretty equal, close to equal in size. Um, and so uh, and it's it, what's great about that is is. I knew nothing about it until I went to that place and sobered up. And then actually mm. recently this, this December I was able, because I'm sponsored, you know, got, got my own pickleball paddle out now. got a, you know, sponsored by stuff. I was able to take the company Valer pickleball that sponsors me with the paddles and stuff and makes my signature paddle. They gave me a big box of 40 paddles, which they retail at like a hundred, not $29 a paddle. Yeah. I took 40 paddles down to that rehab this oh, December man. and donated them back and got to see the executive director and they had fixed the court and had, you know, someone donated and poured concrete. So now it's a legitimate court size and I took all those paddles down. So it was just a really full circle moment for me. Mm. So that's how I got into the pickleball stuff, man. But uh, yeah, making content full time keeps me occupied. You know, you ever think back like to those tough days where you're kind of in the bottom of the barrel and then to think now and be like, dude, people are paying me to travel around the country and the world to come speak. Thousands and millions of people are watching what I'm creating. Like, just what a what a journey, man. I got chills when you said that because that it really is. It's one of those things that's when you're in it and it's happening and it's fast moving and you're, you know, you're traveling as much as I've been traveling and you're do, you know, sometimes you don't take the time to sit back and go, dang, dude you know, this is, this is unreal, but it comes back to me for that purpose, you know, living and living in your purpose. And, uh, which is where, you know, kind of fit to serve came from, you know, that's where, I, that's where I get that from. It's not fit to serve in the military. A lot of people think that it's not fit to serve, like physically fit. It's we're all equipped mm. in some way to be of service yeah. and live out a purpose. So oftentimes use the school teacher example. I can tell you right now, Brian, I am not equipped to be a school teacher. <laughs> you know, I don't have the patience. I can't deal with it. But there's people out there that are. They yeah. love it. They obviously don't do it for the money. They love kids. They love educating. They love. And so they go to work and it doesn't feel like work for them. I mean, I'm sure some days do. You know, if the paycheck weren't there, they probably wouldn't do it. But they but but there's a purpose behind that. Yeah. You know, they're they're carrying out a purpose for them. For me, I feel like that's that's the comedy aspect. You know, I, yeah. I love making people laugh. Um, and I used to use humor to be defensive or put people down or to make myself look better. And that's only hurtful, you know. So so being able to use humor and then push a positive message at the same yeah. time is what I feel like I'm fit to, you know, that's my capacity to, to serve. That's it. how I'm fit to serve. So I love it. I love it. It's dude. It's um. Man, it's like being able to just uh, every day do what you were born to do for those who you were born to serve. And there's a great quote, and I've said it, man, probably dozens of times on this show as it specifically relates to purpose. Somebody told me this years ago. It's just always stuck with me. It's not your strength that holds you to your purpose. It's the strength of the purpose itself. Wow. Strongest, strongest physically, mentally, spiritually. But the, Say that the one purpose, more time for me. Right? It's not, it's not your strength that holds you to your purpose. It's the strength of the mm. purpose. It's a, that why, right? That's it's good. good. I know. Yeah, I didn't make it up. I wish I, I wish <laughs> well, it was mine. It. <laughs> it was yeah. it. Anybody can. Yeah. That's the way this works, right? Somebody yeah, gave yeah. it to me. That's good. 
man, it's been absolutely amazing. Brother, this has been so much fun, man. I mean, just yeah. more fun. I can't wait to see where the journey takes you. Uh, this is the first time we've ever met. You yeah. don't, we don't really know each other that well. I feel like we do now after talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you for not giving in, in those really tough moments. And that's why you got to keep plugging away. That's why we're launching this stream and TV network because enough is enough. Right. Yeah. And guys, if you're watching the two of us right now and you're on tough times and things are stacking up and it feels like the water's crashing over the side of the boat, it might be, it might be, but there's more to come, right? You've yeah. got immense value. My brother right here is a living testimony to that for not giving in, not giving up, even when it could have been an easier way to go yeah. and sticking out. Look what he's doing now. It's amazing. Yeah. Love it. Yep. All right, bro. Let's stay in touch, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. All right. His Instagram fit the number two fit to serve one, the number one fit to serve. Yep. He's Evan Slaughter. Been an absolute blast. Uh, let's do this again sometime. Dude, totally. I would love to. All right. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six.